Welcome to Sabrina Artel's Trailer Talk. I'll bring you all kinds of stories from all kinds of people. Whether it's a live public conversation and we're speaking from the kitchen table of my 1965 Beeline Travel Trailer, from the studios or on the streets, please sit back and enjoy the conversation right here this time every week. I'm Sabrina and this is Trailer Talk and I'm so excited to invite all of my listeners to this expanded kitchen table and to introduce you to my guest. My guest is Matt McPhillips. And let me share something with you. Matt actually grew up up the road from me. So we have that history and uh, I've known him since he was a boy and his father. And I wanna share that all with you because of course, living in a small town rural community in Sullivan County, New York, we, many of us do know each other and what one of us does impacts the other one. And when you are an elected, which Matt McPhillips is, you really do know the people that are your constituents. So I think that's a really different kind of thing that happens in the, in the big urban centers. So I'm excited to introduce you to Matt McPhillips, who is the Sullivan County, New York District 1 legislator. He is our majority leader in the county. And District 1 includes the town of Highland, part of the towns of Bethel, Calicoon, Liberty, and Thompson. So welcome, Matt. Happy to be on here. And as Sabrina mentioned, you know, uh, somebody that I knew, uh, you know, having grown up just down the road from you since I was a very, uh, very young child. And uh, we have a funny story, I think, that, uh, and I can either let you start that that little, uh, you know, g- give everybody a taste of what that story looks like, or I'd be happy to do it myself. But I, well, I'm know, just really I, happy. I would love for you to share it, Matt. Sure. So just for everybody's, I'm Matt McPhillips again. Um, thank you, Sabrina, for having me on and for introducing me. So I met Sabrina when, man, I must have been five or six. I can't even imagine I was older than that. My father worked for the electric company and we had had a really huge storm go through. It's probably this time of year, actually, or, or, or something to that effect. It was wintertime and uh, took a lot of trees down, took a lot of power out. Schools were closed. So when that happens, like, you know, like most people, I'm assuming, you know, I, I got to go to work with my dad, uh, which was always <laughs> a fun treat for me. I don't know so much for him. I think, uh, you know, it was probably a little bit extra for him. But uh, one of the first things we did was we knew Sabrina's house was very much uh, deep in the woods. Um, it was uh, on, a, on a private back road and the trees had come down and taken out her power. Um, and my dad and I took a ride right over to her house. Um, he got everything fixed up for her, made sure she had power and everything. And uh, that was my first introduction to you actually. Um, and she made us an apple pie. It was a, It was a whole big thing. So when I started the process that we're gonna get into a little bit more here, which was myself now running for office locally and getting into that I had run into Sabrina again and you introduced yourself to me I think again and I was like of course I know you you made me an apple pie you know it it was just one of those funny things and you know one of those early childhood memories that always stuck in in my head because of course I was just so happy to be able to go to work with my dad and get to meet Sabrina and get an apple pie great day so uh (laughs) (laughs) oh that's just wonderful I really like that you remember that moment many years ago when I brought the apple pie to your house. And you mentioned your father who worked for the electric company for many years. And he is currently, his name is Vince McPhillips and he is the councilman for the town of Liberty since 2016. And you have another family member who's 
and elected in the county. So this is in your blood, in your roots to serve a constituency in this kind of way. And I mm -hmm. want to mention that you only graduated Liberty High School in 2013. And when you graduated from Syracuse University, after that, you right away dove into politics. And I won't include everything, but that included working for Congressman John Faso, and then most recently, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. And then we met again through Trailer Talk, of course, with my conversations with Assemblymember Gunther over the years. So why, as a young person, did you decide to run for the Sullivan County Legislature and to represent these different towns? So that was a great lead in. And, and it's true. Um, I think a lot of my interest in politics, in, in history, in English, it all sort of started from a young age with my family. Actually, my mother ran for legislature as well when I was just a baby. She ran for the first, uh, when they first created the county legislative system. She actually ran for legislature. She just barely uh, lost, but that's okay. I got my first, uh, you know, dip into the uh, arena then. And again, I was a baby, so, you know, it doesn't really count. But one of the things that I always really enjoyed, and it's something that still carries through to this day, right? Um, my dad and my family, when we would get home from school and work and everything, we would put on the news. Then we did it every night. We would watch, we would think about it, and then we would talk. And very much like trailer talk, right? A kitchen table conversation. What do you think about this? What do you see? What do you, what do you feel about what's going on? And obviously that was done for me from a very young age, whether or not I really had... <laughs> you know, probably the level of um, maturity yet to be able to really understand things. But I think what that did for me and my parents exposing me to these things and, and thinking critically about issues like that was it made me see the world in a different way in, in how maybe I could be more helpful, right? Or, or how I could think differently about a problem than maybe my parents did. And, and maybe that presents some new solutions and then talking it out. Um, and that's really what sparked my love. And, and, you know, obviously I was a history guy in school, uh, writing, you know, and, and English. And that was my thing. Math, not so much. Uh, so when well, I went we're to, very uh, much aligned then, Matt, in that way. <laughs> yeah. Not that I couldn't do it, but, I, you know, it, it, it wasn't my thing. So, um, yeah. So I graduated in 2013. As you said, uh, you know, I obviously I'm a younger representative to be in this. I'm only 28. So I graduated in 2013 from Liberty High School, went to Syracuse University, where I studied international relations um, and public policy. And uh, it was just a great opportunity. As you said, I jumped right in um, when I graduated there in 2017, and I started working for Congress, uh, for Congressman Faso, which was a short stint. Um, you know, he, uh, he lost his reelection. Once that happened, I had the real opportunity to get picked up by Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, who, if any of your listeners don't know her, definitely look her up. She is a dynamic uh, legislator. She's been in her position for over 20 years. She's passed bills like the safe staffing regulations in New York to better regulate patient care in hospitals and nursing homes. She's been an advocate for mental health, uh, for youth for our fire departments, for police departments, for EMS, for everybody in the county. Um, and that was really what made me decide that I wanted to sort of take what I had learned from her and I had worked for her for the past four years. And that's what made me decide like, hey, I, 
you know, I, I moved back into the community I grew up in. I knew this was where I wanted to be. I knew this is where, you know, my wife and I wanted to, you know, start our, start our journey and raise our family. And uh, I figured that if we're going to be here and we're really committed to being in this area, then we should do whatever we can to try to help make it better. And, and, and there's some real challenges here. It's no question. And I think it's similar to a lot of rural counties throughout the country, frankly. But, you know, seeing those challenges and, and knowing the community itself and in depth, the people that live here, I thought that I would be a person to be able to bring positive change here. And I'm really looking forward. I know I've only been in a month or so, but uh, really looking forward to uh, getting a lot of different aspects of that started. So, yeah. Thank you, Matt. And as you say, you're just about a month into being elected in Sullivan County, New York, in the Catskills as the District 1 legislator and the majority leader for this legislature in the county. And as someone who's 28 years old, who does have a family history that is in local politics and who's decided to dive in, you mentioned there are a lot of challenges. And I want to share that you ran on a platform of, of course, a multitude of things. But but one of the things, and I'm just going to quote this from you, where you say, I believe in a county government that works openly, respects all, and provides necessary services. My focus areas are economic development, healthcare, environmental protection, and working for those truly in need. So right there, we see the challenges in the statement that you made. And I think that I... I was trying to think, where do we begin? Because we are a rural county with many challenges and also some heightened ones in the moment and and really in a critical moment. I think because you are so connected and it's a priority for you to think of our agricultural land and this open space, your mother grew up on a dairy farm, maybe we could approach these challenges through a lens of the environment which leads me, of course, to think of what's happening around very contentious issue around development right now in the county and, and a vision and a vision for the different towns throughout the county. So I'm just wondering if you can address that, because I know many of our listeners want to hear from you about this. And you have been an advocate for the greater good of Sullivan County, New York. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, as you mentioned, right, uh, my mom grew up on an active dairy farm. Unfortunately, by the time I was born, it was no longer active. They had moved out of that industry, as so many other farms had to uh, had to do in our area. We were a primarily agricultural county for most of our history. Dairy farming, obviously, making up the uh, majority of that. And now I, I'd have to check again with some of my friends that are still in the industry, but I believe we're down to something like 20 active farms or maybe even less at this point from a height of hundreds, uh, you know, just a, a, a few decades ago, not even hundreds of years. We're talking decades ago. So the issues that surround agriculture in our area are numerous and they're really countrywide problems, right, where you're looking at the proliferation of large-scale um, industrial-style farming um, in the West and Midwest that's really knocked down the ability of small family-operated dairies to be able to exist. Um, it's a real problem. doesn't mean that there's not more that can be done. I do think that. And they are an important part of what makes our county our, our county. I mean, they've just always been such a fundamental part. And in People, I think, forget uh, all of the economic drivers that go into farming. You know, there, there's a lot of ancillary operations that really make their 
you know, make their bones every year, uh, you know, trying to help out our farmers and our small farms. So that is something I'm absolutely interested in protecting. I joined the Agricultural Board, Cornell Cooperative Extension. I'm the legislator's liaison with them, and I'm looking forward to get started with them. I've worked with uh, with most members of that board already through my you know positions with the Assemblywoman and before that with the Congressman, but it is so important to me. I mean, I, and I see you're <laughs> you're looking to jump in. Just yeah. wanted to jump in to share with our audience that you chair the Economic and Development Committees on the Sullivan County Legislature. So you're actually chairing those committees that are directly related to what a vision might be for the county and what might be considered responsible development versus irresponsible development, which ties into the agriculture you're talking about. And also for people who don't know this county, we're in the Catskills. We're known for fresh air, for clean water, for the Catskill State Park, for that kind of character of the location. Absolutely. And having grown up in the outdoors, as you know, since you grew up, well, I don't know about grew up, but you've been living there as long as I've been in the woods. Yeah, deep in the woods for you. Um, Open space preserving in the environment is something that's really important to me and something that I see as a as a real future for how we could market ourselves as a county down the road. Right. You have things like climate change that are impacting areas all over the country. You have people post-COVID that are searching for that more rural lifestyle with the clean water that we're known for. Of course, as you know, we supply the drinking water for New York City and the Delaware supplies a lot of drinking water for cities like Philadelphia. And as you go further down, it's um, it's something that we're resource rich in, right, is clean air, clean water and a healthy environment. And it's about making sure that we use that as a vision for how we could move forward as a county, right? We're so blessed to have these things that we need to make sure that they're protected so that they are the resource and the asset that we think they are now. But a hundred years from now, when people are really, unfortunately, going to be looking more and more for those types of resources, I think it's really important to try to protect them. And like you say, you know, in any community, right, there's a need for development. There's a need to bring in jobs so that people that are living here can earn good wages and, and really actually have good quality of life. But you have to balance that, which is the tricky part, of course, everybody knows, right, with making sure that you are protecting open space, you are protecting the environment. We have a rich tradition of hunting up here as well. I'm a hunter, I have been my whole life. You know, it's about making sure that we preserve the types of things that make our community what it is. And do that while also understanding that as we go down the road and, and climate change continues, uh, we're going to need those resources more than ever. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a tricky process, but I think that there really is a path forward for us. And I think we're at a unique time to be able to make that happen. You're bringing up so many things I want to follow up on because of your work now as the District 1 legislator and the majority leader for the Sullivan County Legislature. As a newly elected legislator, I want to bring up because you're very interested as you're sharing in the environment and farmland and open space, also healthcare and housing you've mentioned. And these tie in, of course, to what a vision is and to the kinds of development that can support what you're sharing. And I'm wondering if you can bring up, although I know it's in the early stages and we'll continue with our conversations, hopefully, Matt around a Sullivan County-wide water study. If you can share with us why, why do you feel this is important now and what might 
some of the goals for it be? Right. So it's obviously it's a big job, right? You think about what this means and I'll, I'll break it down a little bit for some of your listeners, right? It, it means looking at if a drop of water were to fall anywhere in this county, where is it going? What is the quality of that as it makes its life cycle through the systems of our rivers and streams and lakes? And, and, and it's about making sure that we understand what we have now and what our best way is to use it and protect it. So it is really important. And one had been done uh, many years ago. I almost want to say uh, the, the last time I talked with the commissioner of planning was a few weeks ago on this. So I'm I don't want to I don't want to say, but it, it, there was one done at a certain point, but it was long enough ago where we really do need to start looking at this. And I think now is the right time to do that because we are seeing so much pressure from development. Right. And some good, some that is less popular with people, but it's all coming at us right now. And it's also at a time where towns like Liberty are thinking about redoing their comprehensive plan. And I know Bethel is as well. So these are things that are happening and that really push policy within towns for development, and we'll lay that out over the next 10 years of what those towns want to look like and how they want to preserve their resources. So now's definitely the time. Um, And, you know, it's definitely going to be a long process. I don't want to jump the gun here too much. We were talking about this a little bit uh, earlier, but we're taking a look and working with our state partners uh, to try to see what the costs would be, um, how we can get that taken care of, and what it would include. I know, um, and my cousin will probably talk to you about this a little bit, too, because he was really interested in this as well. Is but this including, Brian McPhillips? Yeah, uh, also another legislator. We did not plan this. We did not both plan to run at the same <laughs> time. It was quite a surprise for both of us, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to have him here. But uh, he, he brought up you know what, if we're if we're going to do a water study and we're already going to be doing and looking into this and getting the ball rolling on this, why don't we include soil? Because that's another really big thing that's going to affect agriculture long term. It's going to affect where the right places are to put new facilities, whatever they might be, whether that be um, industrial uh, manufacturing, housing, which was a big thing that's important to me and I'm sure we'll get to shortly. But you know, it, it's about making sure that you have a full holistic idea of the resources you have as a community, and that's countywide, of course, and making sure that you have plans to use them appropriately and protect them. And it's hugely important, and it's a large undertaking, It's, but it's one of those things that I think if we really want to be forward-looking and we really want to be a place that we can look back on or, or our kids can even look back on 30 years from now and say, what did they get right? Well, I think this would be one of those things, right, is making sure that uh, we're, we're doing the, the smart planning steps now and taking that forward and making sure that my kids are still able to enjoy the outdoors here, uh, which is right. always and their kids, future generations and that we know we have acted responsibly and not exactly. quickly because right. of pressure or perhaps lack of information or knowledge, things like that. And so you've mentioned both uh, health and also housing. So, Mm -hmm. well, first of all, of course, to share with our listeners, Sullivan County has just a a dreadful health rating, Uh, really second after the South Bronx in New York Mm -hmm. City. This is a small rural community. And this is many, many people have been working to improve this and are dedicated to that locally. We also have a very low median income in this county. So there are economic challenges. And yet it is also this beautiful, beautiful place. 
where mm -hmm. we're living, but this is not uncommon to what's happening in rural communities and small towns across the country, of course, what we right. face here in New York State. So I'm just wondering if you could talk about both of these intersections. Why don't we start with healthcare, but then you've been very involved also with housing for people yes. and ac access to housing. Yeah. And I think it all ties in, right? So this is a great segue and thank you for that. So with the healthcare rankings, obviously, uh, we're we're ranked 61 out of 62, although I think actually we did go up to 60 out of 62 counties in New York State. So still on the very bottom of the list. And unfortunately, um, as I looked at the change, I said, well, why did we change? Well, it's not that we got any better. Somebody else got worse. So it's not, uh, it, well, it is, you know, obviously, I'd rather be 60 than 61. It's It's not for the right reasons, right? So and I want to add that we, you're talking about health now and also connected to this because you're going to go into housing. We have a lot of unhoused people in this county, a very yes. serious problem and, and one of heartbreak. Yeah, it's, uh, it, and this is something that really stuck out to me because of my experience with Assemblywoman Gunther. She runs a fantastic operation in her office to try to help people. The work that she does and her staff does every day for the people of Sullivan and Orange counties, she represents part of Orange as well, um, is really incredible. I, I mean, you're talking of thousands of individual cases, as we would call them within the office, um, each year, dedicated to everything from making sure people have their health needs taken care of, finding people housing, finding people food assistance, herself driving people to the grocery store if they need a, a ride because transportation is another big aspect of this. We're a very spread out county. So if you don't have a car, you're really in a, in a very tough spot. But it's all so, interconnected, right? Yes, it's, it's interconnected, uh, as you're saying. So please share, as you were talking about health care and support in this county and the intersection between also housing. Yes. So one of the biggest things that that I saw that impacts this is the opioid crisis, which we have some of the worst stats by far rate-based in the state um, in terms of babies born addicted were, were far and away the highest in the state. Um, the amount of people that need assistance for opioid use disorder and many other addiction services needs and mental health needs. And, and again, this ties into the homelessness aspect, right? Um, we now have a homeless census of uh, 275 plus um, and this is in the wintertime in a very cold environment. That's not a not a comfortable place for us to be in as a community, right? Because these are our people. We want to make sure they're being taken care of. And what is the overall population, uh, full-time population in Sullivan County? Around? We figure 75,000, give or take. And, and of that, you know, you have nearly 300 people that are homeless. So when you talk about health, you you, you can't begin to work on somebody's health, mental health making sure that they're addiction free without first having a safe place to be. Um, I'm really proud of the work that we've done within this first month already as a legislature with our partners in public health and with uh, social services. We, uh, we have some plans that I hope will be laid out very shortly publicly um, to be able to try to address this situation. It's something that has to be done. Um, it, it, it's just it's an imperative. Uh, we, we can't continue down the road we've been going down. It, it First of all, it costs us as a community more money. If you want to take a, a wholly cynical approach to it, it's not a good way to operate, to keep people perpetually in and out of motels that 
are dangerous, um, that are filled with drugs, that it, it's just unacceptable. So I'm excited about some of the uh, projects that we've been working on. I certainly can't take credit, right? These are the, these are the things that uh, our staff, is, our wonderful staff has been doing. Just to continue with what I was talking about with healthcare and housing, right? It's not even just those that are so in need that are finding it hard. It's everyday working people, like even myself and my wife, we've moved three times within this calendar year because we haven't been able to find an affordable place. And we have two incomes, two good jobs, and we're still struggling. And, you know, we'll get there because we want this place to be our home and we're so committed to it. But part of what I want to do is make sure that everyday working people are still able to afford to live in this community long term. Thank you for sharing that, Matt. That's so important to address economics and even with two jobs that there's a struggle you know you're sharing how can you fortify a more stable income for people in the county i'm wondering matt how helpful you find it for the public your constituents to reach out to you oh my god it's everything i mean it it really it it helps us as legislators focus on the issues that are actually impacting people rather than just trying to figure out what might be hurting you right everybody has such a different perspective on on different issues, whether they be development, the environment, housing, opioids, healthcare. These are all big overarching topics, but when you drill down to the needs of individual people, that's where you see your opportunities to make a big, you know, the biggest change that you can as a legislator. So I would encourage everybody, please feel free to reach out to me. I was, I was telling Sabrina, I don't mind. I'll give you my cell. It's 845-707-3158. I'm, I'm here to listen. You can email me as well. It's just so important because if if we as legislators don't know what's happening to regular people in our communities, then we're not going to be great at our jobs. And and it's it's just so fundamental to everything that I would like to do. And I know the other nine legislators are also laser focused on. So, yeah, please reach out. And is there anything else you'd like to share before we conclude our conversation? Just thinking about moving forward with uh, with these types of conversations, I think it's so helpful. It, it First of all, it focuses me for what I feel is important for me to do. Um, it helps me to jump on new ideas and, and make sure that when I'm talking with you, my ideas aren't completely out of left field for what I'm trying to do to address some of these things. And I'm really looking forward to so many different projects that I've been privileged enough to start to dip my feet into right again, only a month in. But I think we're at a really pivotal point in our county, and I think that we can really do a lot within the next four years to make this place a fantastic place to live for people for the next 30 years. Thank you so much, Matt. What a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Please, come on anytime. Definitely. Well, this is the beginning of Trailer Talk Conversations with you. I have been speaking with Matt McPhillips, who is the District 1 legislator for the Sullivan County, New York legislature, and he's also the majority leader. And I, as I said in the beginning, Matt grew up up the road from me, and it's such a pleasure to have this conversation. He's newly elected and taking on this position in Sullivan County, New York. And uh, next time, Trailer Talk Brownies. Yes, yes. And I'll make the pie. You got it. (laughs) Okay. You're on the apple pie. I'm on the brownies. But really a pleasure speaking with you and to hear your vision and, and why you decided as a 28-year-old to take on this responsibility. So thank you again. Thank you so, so much. Looking forward to our next one. I've been speaking with Matt McPhillips, 
the District 1 legislator and the majority leader for the Sullivan County New York Legislature in the Catskills. To reach Matt, his cell number is 845-807-0441. And if you want to email him, matthew.mcphillips, two L's, at sullivanny.us. From the kitchen table, out on the road, I'm Sabrina Artell. Donations to support Trailer Talk, now celebrating its 20th anniversary, are always gratefully received. You can find a link to make your tax-deductible donation at trailertalk.net. Thanks for joining me for Sabrina Artel's Trailer Talk. The music for the show, Patti Smith, People Have the Power. Trailer Talk is produced by Sabrina Artel. For more information, please visit trailertalk.net. Special thanks to WJFF Radio Catskill and the numerous people who have donated their time, resources, and conversations to make Trailer Talk possible. Thank you all who joined me in these conversations. I'm Sabrina Artel. Safe travels.